welcome, fellow Imperials, to another edition of the State of the Xbox Empire. We have a ton of information on Xbox Series X tonight, and I am I'm really glad to be able to join my, my cohorts tonight. Of course, joining me uh, is the Doomslayer himself, the, the man in the mask, Mr. Reese. Greetings, Kobolings! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. So, Donnie, tell us, tell us about the, the mask real quick. Oh. Um, the Doomslayer helmet. First off, helmet, I'm glad it fits. The Doomslayer helmet. It's really hot in there. It's uh, <laughs> Halloween only. Wear it in the wintertime. Um, that was my last Gamers Club Unlocked purchase. And when your Gamers Club expires, or like, like the week before it expires, they send you... I think it was like a 30 or 40% off coupon. And I had another coupon from all the games that I bought at E3. So I combined them because you could stack them. And I bought the Doom Collector's Edition because I've been really excited for this game for quite a while. And, uh, I can't wait to play it. Um, never grew up considering it like a Doom fan. You know, it was always kind of like the thing PC players did. So I never like did it. Um, but Doom 2016, I love that game. That game was so, so good. And I'll never forget I watched... Their presentation, I want to say Gamescom, I don't think that's right. It wasn't E3, though. It was a different conference. Because I remember I just watching it work. And they showed off, like, this hookshot shotgun that you could use. And I was like, I've got to play this game. Like, so much of me has to play this game. It looks amazing. So hook I got shot, like the Zelda hookshot? Yeah, yeah, like a hookshot <laughs> shotgun. Like, you could chain to people and then shoot them. Um so yeah, I was really, really excited. So I got the collector's edition for half off and it was delayed and everything, but uh, I stayed true. I stayed patient and uh, I got it. It came in this gigantic box. You got this huge helmet. I've been posting pictures of it. Um, lithograph, art book, things like that. I haven't played it yet. It's installing. I put it over on the X. It's, it's loading up over there, but I will play it uh, this weekend. Very cool. Also rounding out the council tonight, we'll call it the council. That sounds kind of cool, is from <laughs> the from the, the northern borders that are currently only open for essential traffic, and this is essential traffic. Mr. Shangapri. Essential, just as essential as GameStop, potentially. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me on, man. I'm so excited uh, that you reached out to me to ask me on the show, and I'm doubly excited because a special surprise. I didn't know Donnie was going to be here. Donnie didn't know Donnie, Donnie had, was going to be here. I, didn't know, I knew you had a week, man, and I know that you've been uh, struggling with the like 17-hour workdays and not being able to like really be part of the conversation I said to you earlier, I think it was yesterday or something. I'm like, I cannot wait to hear you talk about what happened this week with PS5 and Series X. So to have you right here to talk directly to me, I'm kind of standing out right now, dude. This is amazing. Oh, well, you're, you're setting me up to fail because I still haven't, I still really haven't consumed it all. <laughs> Fresh um, hot takes, man. Freshest, the so freshest I, hot takes. I told, Nathan, I told Nathan, I think yesterday or two days ago, I was like, look, you're, you're probably going to want to try to find somebody to do Empire. Like, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. Um, there were multiple times throughout the week where I thought I was going to make it. I was like, I'm going to make Shaq this week. And it was like four hours later. It's like, this is absolutely not going to happen. Oh, dang. And, and I kept trying and kept trying. And I was like, it's just not going to happen. And then today, man, we were, we were running and gunning from like seven to like one. And then at like two, like it all just stopped. And we just kind of hung out a bit like we were still working, but it was a very like normal day workload. So my boss was like, everybody stay home tomorrow, like stay plugged in, stay doing what you're doing. And he was like, Sunday, everybody unplug. He's like, turn your phone yeah. off, go away, spend time with your family and stuff like that. So Sunday, I'm going to get a chance to to play 
some video games and, and I feel awful because I'm so far behind where I wanted to be. I already feel like I'm behind uh, everybody that I listen to. Not that it's a race, but like I, I wanted to be so much further along than I am now. Um, and then uh, now, then you know what it's, now you know what it's like to be the rest of us. No, that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> this is our every single day, man. Uh, and then Monday, we're right back at it. Um, we're setting up um, like swab clinics, like testing stations. That's like our main mission right now. So we've got two up and we've got more and we're bringing in like an incident management team um, from Louisiana and Texas to help us run them. So pause for a second, Donnie, for listeners that may not know what you do. Uh, oh, just yeah, give sure. them a quick little rundown of, of what's going on in, in, in your world. Yeah, I can do that. Um, I, I, well, I, I want to say I can do that. I got to make sure I don't say things that are too damning. <laughs> um, I work for emergency management um, here in Georgia. I'll leave it at that. And it's not that hard to figure out, but uh, that's what I do. And um, a part of my job, the main focus of my job is I, I manage a, a software and I custom code the software to kind of fit the need of our responders during times of emergencies. And we use this software for all kinds of things, notably like patient tracking, um, which is something that I've done for marathons and like uh, active shooter exercises and special events. I've done this for a long time. So understandably, like I'm tracking uh, COVID-19 patients and test statuses and, and public health results and, and uh, lab core results and CDC results and who's where and, and isolation locations and all that. And so we're, we're doing those. We're doing the analytics. We're tracking our, our biggest mission right now is uh, PPE, which is uh, personal protective equipment. So face shields, masks and 95 masks, gowns, gloves, different sizes. Um, all of my hospitals and first responders are out and we are to like bare bone minimal levels where it is kind of a level of care. There's a level of care that Americans have that is far like supersedes the level of care that you get in most of the world. So in most medical um, facilities, you know, like you don't use the same gloves twice. You don't use the same mask twice. Like you see a patient, you throw all that away, you put on a fresh, you know, fresh everything. So we're running out. Like we can't do that anymore. We're now starting to, use the same mask twice, use the same gloves mask. And I'm sure everybody across the country is. So we've got over a hundred outstanding PPE requests to um, the feds, the state, the strategic national stockpile, public health um, that we're hoping to get refilled. And they started releasing some today. So that was really, really good news. And I think that's why some of the, the, the hurriness, some of the hecticness of it all kind of started to subside as people started to get refilled. So it wasn't as dire. Um, but at least here locally, you know, we're still seeing our trend right now is like 30% or more day over day in terms of growing, in terms of tested positives and, and all of that stuff. And uh, it's, I mean, everybody talks about the curve and uh, there's a lot that's been written about the curve and there's stuff like that. And, and like, we're seeing the curve and right now the curve's mm -hmm. winning, like we're losing on that front. Like we just don't have um, enough beds. You know, I know a lot of people are home. And I know that there's a lot of, I've been trying to, as much as I could, I, guys, I took Discord and Twitter off my phone this week because it, I have, I have Twitter set up for all these alerts, like deal alerts, alerts for when certain folks post things, you know, it was so distracting. <laughs> like I, I couldn't keep up with it. My phone was constantly buzzing and I was so busy. And, you know, with all the news that was breaking, like Xbox news and then PlayStation 5 news, there was like a direct that I still haven't seen all kinds of stuff happening. I, I got to tell you. I felt so disconnected from like my normalcy mm -hmm. and I felt like I was so like the fear of missing out like that FOMO. Whereas the FOMO before it's like, Oh, I want to buy something. So I do. 
This time it was like, I want to know and see all the things that everybody else is seeing, but I can't. There is no, like, I can just buy it and I'll get over this feeling. It's like this feeling is eating at me. And I, I this is what we've been waiting for this whole time. It's like, was I like, can't this believe week. I'm missing all of this. It's like, this is exactly right. It's like, this is so much what I've wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I just had to turn it off. I was like, I can't. It's just going to, it's going to make me go crazy. It's yeah. going to just, I, I, so I just turned it off. And a lot of our Discord folks have seen that I turned off Discord notifications for most of the, like the last 10 days, probably 10, 12 mm-hmm. days. I've just been offline. So I just kind of went away for a bit. And uh, it's been a lot of gift to early, come home late. Um, I haven't played a game when I have had free time. Basically just like veg on the couch with my wife and watch a movie or something. But, you know, I, I know the point I wanted to say is I know a lot of people are out there thinking it's um, an overreaction or because they're younger, they don't feel like, well, you know, why is this an, an issue for me? Like, why are, why are we all, you know, I, I think a lot of people feel, I don't want to project, but it's just like some of the conjecture we're seeing from the emergency management side. A lot of people are feeling like I am not in the at-risk population, so I don't understand why we're making all of these, you know, adjustments for this small amount of people. And if you're one of those people you've been thinking about it and you maybe just don't understand it, um, the director of Emory's epidemiology painted it extremely clear for me that at risk population, as small as it is, think of 3%. If they all get sick in the same time, relatively, we're not talking like same week, same 60, 90 days that will overrun our ERs that will over, like we're not capable to take 3%. So like this, I, I understand what a lot of folks feel like they always feel like that warm and fuzzy of public safety, like they'll take care of us. That's what they do. It is what we do and we'll try our best. But even like at current funding levels, at least here in Atlanta, I don't, I can't speak to LA and New York and everything, but I think it's pretty similar around the world. Like we don't have capacity for 3% in 90 days. If we can stretch that 3% out a bit and take it over six to eight, 12 months, we'll be fine. But if three percent come in in the next forty days, we're going to be in a world of trouble. A world of trouble. Where I mean, like trying to determine who gets the respirator to breathe. Trouble, mm-hmm. and that's trouble that nobody wants. So if all of us staying home, canceling school for a couple of weeks, like stops that from happening, that's what we're trying to do. Like that's the ultimate goal. And as somebody who's been chasing masks and trying to find vendors and and getting gloves and stuff because i'm not a first responder i'm not out there like treating people it's not what i do i'm trying to help them do it and as somebody who's trying to do that i can tell you like they're like we're tapped vendors are sold mm-hmm. out there's no resupplies we're waiting on trucks like it's you know it's it's already at that level and it's really not that bad right now considerably i know it looks bad but if we don't do what we're doing two weeks like today would could look amazing compared to what two weeks from today would look like if we keep going 30% every day, every day, every day. So, um, you know, it's, I mean, it's what I signed up for. It's my job. So if anything, I, I always, I always kind of take the approach, like, this is what, this is what we do. It's what we plan for. It's what we train for. It's what we're hired for. Like, this is why I have a job. So I'm not going to whine about it. If anything, um, I don't want to say it's fun. It's definitely not fun, but it, it, it is, um, I don't know the best way of explaining it without it's a challenge of a lifetime, man. And it's, it is like the one, it's like the one thing, right? Like this is a once in a lifetime, once a generation type of an event. It's not like this happens all the time. You know, like we have Super Bowls and we have, you know, marathons, but this is like, we close school, the whole country's down. So it's like, if you don't show up now, 
mm-hmm. what are you here for? Like, this is the one you got to be on your game for. So it's almost like unifying, you know, like we're all there and we all know exactly why we're there. So it's honestly like everybody just falls right in line and you just put your head down, get to the grindstone and get to work. So mm-hmm. anyway, I don't want to spend too much of the show talking about that stuff, but I, I do want to say it's the first time I've gotten to talk to anybody about anything. And uh, I am talk about, man. really, really happy to do it. I, I don't know all the details that I normally know. I have not researched it and cross-referenced everything. So my opinions might be off, but I'm still really excited to hear about it. And I'm really excited to talk to you guys about it. Well, on behalf of uh, gamers everywhere, thank you for your work tirelessly on, on this behalf, by the way. Um, especially, you know, I have a personal connection down in Georgia. I have some family down there. So keep them safe. Try um, They, uh, before we move on to gaming, they did issue for Illinois today, joining New York and California, a, uh, a stay at, at home, uh, a shelter in place type initiative here. So now I am uh, staying at home for the foreseeable future as well. It's unfortunate uh, so it's, that we have to do that, but we have to yeah. because all of the recommendations are not being listened to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody's still out. They're still going to restaurants. They're packed. Like our movie theater was packed the other day. I was like, let's go home. Really? I mean, oh, it's yeah. sickening. Like when you see like all the beaches in Florida yeah. that were all packed with people, I it's just like, that. what are you guys doing? Yep. <clears throat> and unfortunately, so I don't think she has COVID. Hopefully she doesn't. But my dad told me tonight that my mom wasn't feeling well and she has a fever. Um, so it's just kind of right now, it's like, Ooh, are you doing everything? You know, there, there's not much you can do right now. Obviously there's just the wait and see approaches, but, um, it, it hits close to home for sure, because you just never know who's going to, who's going to be susceptible because it's highly contagious, but we are here to talk about games. <laughs> uh, and we are here to talk about the fantastic news that we've heard in this past few days with Xbox series X, Sean Capri. Bye. So, do, do they let you listen to uh, Xbox information up in, in Canada, or is that censored like it is in China? I can't remember. No, it, it translates to French-Canadian <laughs> first, and then to <laughs> Canadian English. Um, so, there might be something a little bit lost, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I got, I got the gist. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So... L- I know that you've probably been a little bit more into the news recently with uh, with Xbox Series X than our other uh, esteemed member this evening. So I just wanted to kind of bounce some stuff off of you and Donnie, feel free to jump in whenever you'd like. So first off, they announced this a little while ago, and this was the the concept of smart delivery. And we, we knew um, a while back, if you were paying attention to what was being said, that one license covers all. So basically Xbox Play Anywhere anywhere. So if you have an Xbox One version of Halo Infinite, that'll translate to the PC version, that'll translate to the Series X version, right? Mm -hmm. So smart delivery has been known for a little bit, but now we're finding out even more about the Xbox Series X. We're finding out some specs. We're actually able to see, if you're able to watch the Digital Foundry video, uh, the, the hardware that makes up the actual box, the unit. So just, just to kind of get some level setting here, Sean, what, what, what has stood out to you the most from this news that we've received so far? I think the way that it's being delivered is pretty remarkable, um, especially now that we also have something to compare it to. It's not necessarily like the news on its own because you, you look at like all the gigahertz and the teraflops and the RNDAs or if it's DNA or I don't even know if it's a protein <laughs> or a memory or whatever. Deoxyribonucleic. I, ex- thank you. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing, obviously. <laughs> um, 
it's it's the clarity in which it's being delivered in a way of like there's some highly technical stuff that's being communicated this week and everybody gets it everybody understands it there's um there are marketing terms for uh for things that are important and people kind of i was tweeting about this today like smart delivery as you brought up people kind of went like they kind of shrugged it off a little bit like of course like that's that's not news that's not exciting that's what we that's what we expect and then we saw from PlayStation earlier this week trying to speak to kind of the same thing. We're really still not sure. And people who are PlayStation fans are like, we don't know what this is. <laughs> like, and you would you would think that they would bridge the gap just out of the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but nobody's really able to do that. And so the thing that, that my biggest takeaway from all of this was they released the specs, they released all these features, these things that we can look forward to um, very precisely uh, across a number of different ways. They've got, it was Austin Evans, the YouTuber who was able to do mm-hmm. a piece on it. Um, Digital Foundry, of course, just like the, the monumental translator of all things technical for the rest of us idiots out there, but also <laughs> managing to appease like the technical crowd as well. They give, they kind of give them their little like nugget and bone and they go, they have all the specs there and then they go, okay, so for the idiots like me, here's what this means. And I think that is, that is phenomenal. Um, there's tons to go through though, man. There's lots of good. There's lots of still questions about the proprietary expansion packs. And mm-hmm. I have certainly, um, opinions on all of that. But I think the key takeaway is what a massive shift from the launch of the Xbox one. These are not unique perspectives. I don't think everybody I think is on the same board um, with this, but totally different. Uh, There's been a few instances where Phil and the team over at Xbox has made mention of um, a very purposeful and um, different, unique approach to what they're doing this time versus last time, or really any time they've launched a, a console. And to do something new and different and nail it is quite remarkable. It's good. It's easy to do something for a second time and Mm -hmm. do it better the second time um, to sort of improve and innovative. But this is way, way different. So I think that there is some some goodwill that has been engendered over the last couple of years that's also helping them out here where people are are excited to hear from Xbox instead of going like, what do they got for us now? So it's well received. It's well delivered. It's um, it's it's all good, man. And it all makes sense. They, they've been drip feeding this information for a long time. So when something like smart delivery comes around, like we knew that already, mm-hmm. but we didn't know that. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like they've been speaking to it, but they haven't announced it. So when they announce new things, this is what was missing from Xbox one when they wanted to take us into a new place. They, they didn't know they didn't take us along on the journey. They didn't include us in that future. They're like, this is how you will play because we said so. Mm-hmm. They're still kind of doing that this time, but they've really brought us along. And um, of course, Phil Spencer's so damn handsome. How can you not just like <laughs> follow what he, whatever he says? He's so smart and- um, Almost Canadian handsome, almost. Almost, almost. So yeah, dude, I, I obviously Xbox fanboy over here, but what what is there to be upset about at this point? So you mentioned that you think the messaging has probably been the the key, like the biggest uh, thing so far. With obviously the changing circumstances that we have right now, I we know that they started dripping this information out way long ago. But I feel like now with you know the cancellation of E three, the cancellation of game uh, or GDC, uh, and some of these other events that are happening, that they may have used that as a platform to to give more information. This just seems like a natural extension of what they've been doing the entire time. Do you think that that has helped uh, the messaging from what you're seeing? It just seems like it was planned the whole time. To your point, like it seemed like they would have had a presentation and then they would have followed it up with all of this stuff. 
So it's like, yeah, the, there's a lot of things that are changing, but that some of this stuff would have been in the pipe for a while. You know, it takes a little, it takes a little while to put some of those pieces together that um, Austin Evans has put together that digital fan, like they've had their hands on that stuff for, for a little bit. Right. So, which is going to benefit them, I think, especially over the couple of weeks where who the hell even knows how to even get to work and how to communicate <laughs> to each other. Thank God they've had, it seems like they've had a plan right from um, the game awards. Mm-hmm. Like this is perfectly timed. There's nothing unsure about like, we're working on this still, which I'm sure we're going to get to some of the comments from Mark Cerny's ASMR uh, presentation, which I didn't catch the entire thing. So I can't really speak to the entirety of it. Mm-hmm. However, there are lots of things coming out of that presentation where it was just like, it was just as frustrating as the, as the Nintendo switch January 12th, 2017 thing. That was like, we think we're going to be doing this. And like, this is something that we're, we're not really sure about. And it's like, this thing is coming out in months. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you, why aren't you sure? Whereas Xbox is, they're sure this is the box. This is the controller. This is how you share things. This is how you plug things in. This is how you expand the memory. Although you don't have to do that. There's a, a wonderful workaround that is very gamer centric centric um, towards that. So I don't know, man, we're going to get to a conversation. I think um, at some point here where it's still not enough. It's, <laughs> it's never going to be it's enough, right? never going to be enough. Like there's, they've won the power thing, but I guess power doesn't matter anymore. Um, <laughs> it's now, to, and it's always been about games, but nobody's, but the games all carry forward. Uh-huh. And that's the only, the only one who's actually talking about the games that are on the next generation is Xbox. It's Halo. It's, freaking cyberpunk which by the way we don't know what's happening with cyberpunk on in playstation land i don't know if that's some sort of like marketing deal but you would have to imagine that they would have said you will also get if you buy cyberpunk on ps4 you get it for ps5 as well like why haven't they said that so i feel a little bit and this could just be from where i'm sitting right i feel like sony has been caught a little flat-footed in some of these announcements about for instance like you said with cyberpunk like whoa where'd this come from we were planning on just re-releasing it on ps5 or something like that maybe maybe that was their strategy who knows but i feel like the silence the lack of information that's coming out of them is louder than you know anything i you know the, the old adage the silent science is sorry the science Silence. I can't talk. Is deafening. Um, Only from, in from Xbox Land. Side. Not in not in PlayStation Land. They're fine with it. Um, <laughs> right. They got they got a confusing diagram about boost mode with the <laughs> PS4 Pro and whatever else. And I don't I don't know what to make of The Last of Us Two or the Ghost of Tsushima. Like, are you I'm getting gonna, a better version? I'm going to run a little interference for them. I think the reason that they're being silent is that they still have. A I long, think so too. That they've got a long. They've got a lot of things that they want to launch. That they want to focus on. That they don't want to take the spotlight off of we don't know if they've got more pros that they're trying to sell i think they're just kind of caught up in a bit of timing and i don't think that they're ready um you know i'm pretty sure that they know exactly what they what they want to do and what the ps5 is and all that i just don't think they're ready to have that unveil yet so right now they're kind of open they're like an open target and xbox seems to be swinging for the fences like they are taking full advantage of it while they have the opportunity to do so Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think that's, I'm glad you said that. Cause I, I do agree. And I'm kind of waiting for them to come back around. Mm-hmm. All I'm, all I'm really trying to say is that that benefit of the doubt has never been extended to Xbox. That's true. It's always been like here. They, they say so, it's always almost been the exact opposite where they say a thing and somebody twists it and goes, well, this is really confusing. It's like, no, they said it pretty black and white. You're twisting the message. So um, yeah, that, that benefit of the doubt has rarely been extended to Xbox land. I just had a few things off of your guys' approach and messaging. Um, again, I haven't been able to take it all in. I saw the highlights. Um, I got to s- listen to a little bit of the Digital Founder video. I still haven't had a chance to 
sit down and completely like take it all in and, and pause it and do the research on all the things that they're saying. Um, I really feel like the reason that a lot of folks are excited about this is that for the first time in a while, Xbox is like exuding confidence. And I think it's because they're back in their sweet spot. I think what made Xbox Xbox was their commitment to power, their commitment to PC, their commitment mm-hmm. to this type of stuff. This is the space that made Xbox, the mm-hmm. Ethernet yeah. port, Direct X. Like this is what they the did. They got away from it and now they're back. And not only are they back, they are as confident as ever that they are the best, that they're leading the way, that they're realizing the vision that they're pushing. That's the power of Microsoft. And I think the people that were excited for Xbox come from that. So that's why people are excited about 12 teraflops and, and all of this stuff and everything that they're unveiling. Um, and I think that confidence exudes, as you mentioned, Sean, they didn't just like put up a spec sheet. It's all here. Like they let people mm-hmm. hold the consoles. You can see people with the con. It's honestly like, why can't I have it now? Like, why, what are we waiting on? You know, it's like, cause it's like they have. Their product is not only finished, like their vision is completed. They're letting like, here's the box, take it home yep. with you, drink your own stuff. Like we're playing it, let you play it. I mean, it's all completely done. And that is such a far cry from the Xbox one. And I'll never forget like that whole f- summer of Xbox one, where it felt like it was constantly changing left and right. This couldn't be any more from the case. They set a goal. They said, this is what Xbox is. And it seems like everything has fallen right in line to push that message. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to see them, um, kind of back there again. It's nice to see them kind of, you know, feeling themselves. Well, really they've been working on this generation for basically since Phil took over. So like they've done a lot of their homework. So they don't have to worry about like, how are they going to handle backwards compatibility? Like they, they had that locked down like three years ago, right? They've been building the forward compatibility into it, even to the point of like, I love the side-by-side screens, like the loading. And here's what it looks like with like two or three generations worth of, of Xbox yeah. on the same screen going from mm-hmm. game to game to game. I'm so excited about so many of these features, man, that um, I, it's almost like you just, the only reason that they are not letting you pre-order it right now is because that would force them to reveal the price. But I imagine That's that like, you just you would just love them to go re- reserve your Series X for a fifty dollars something like down payment or whatever it is because like I feel like it, they would get people to do it at this stage. Yeah. Nope. That's that's the one shoe that's left to drop that we still don't know about. So mm-hmm. from all the comparisons that we can make, and we can make a bunch. Apparently, we've got PlayStation stuff. I didn't watch the Cerny thing. Devin told me not to, but I did watch the Digital <laughs> Foundry thing. Um, there's a lot of comparisons. It's actually quite interesting to see kind of the different approaches that each box is taking. It'd be time. very interesting to see what that you know unveils as the next generation folds. Um, but price is the one that we don't know, and it's probably the most important. It's the one most people will care about. And if mm-hmm. one has a $100 advantage over the other, that's going to be a huge problem. Do you uh, think that's possible? Do no. you think it's even nope. – like we're not there anymore? Nope. I think, I think they will – it doesn't matter the loss – they will price match. Yeah. Whoever goes first will price match the other. Like they're just hold on to it. Well, and to your point, like they are so different that you have to wonder like what is driving the price on one versus the other? Like, is it the, the GPU CPU power combo on the Xbox or is it this like this cell processor? Uh, I'm totally like, I actually want to talk to bad bit about this, but like everything that Cerny was talking about was like, look how masterfully we've architected this and designed this box are they like cell processing? Completely like different. It, 
Get a is completely it a different part? Like, you know, I, I know I've, it's, a, I know it's a hard drive, but I've been like, talking about a lot of stuff. I've been talking about this with, with Devin for quite a while now. Like I, I want to say like, man, back to the summertime, I've been hearing about this SSD and this SSD, it is an SSD and Xbox has an SSD. So they'll both, they're both going to have extreme, you know, like load times and, and memory storage advantages yeah. just from having this. And we saw that in the load time comparison, you see the load time comparison state of decay. Um, but as you mentioned on the Xbox drive, State of Decay still on Series X still has a load screen. Yeah. This Sony proprietary SSD technology that they're pushing, I've as, as I've read, I've been reading leaks about it. I've been seeing devs talk about it. Up until this point, it hasn't been availed. This is like a whole new revolution of storage. Yeah. And this is going to probably, it's, I've heard it equated to, remember what Blu-ray did for movies? This is what this is going to do for storage and like PCs yeah, like and everything are going to adopt this going forward. And uh, it's very funny to listen to people talk about it. You know, everybody kind of has their own camps. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I think mm, I want to say a few things. I think this is a I actually think the SSD is a huge deal. And I, do, I agree. I don't think people will realize it until they see it. But when they see it, they're going to be like, wow. That's a lot better because it is a lot better. It's almost twice as much better than the series. Dude, X. I agree. I'm a believer. I have an M.2 in my PC. I like I go from division on Xbox to division on PC. And it's like the graphics are definitely better. But that load time is lightning. Incredible. Fast. And yeah. in a console, what they're going to be able to do with this storage is going to be able to as I've I've. Uh, there was a talk that I, I walked about, that I listened to on on YouTube from a tech guy, and he was explaining to it um, with Forza and how like when you're driving at fast speeds in Forza, how the hard drive like in the Xbox is using to stream so many assets to the game in real time. And there's like a limit on this bandwidth, this memory bandwidth that you can push. And basically, Sony just like floored it. They just opened the floodgates on this stream. So it's it's honestly like it's not it's almost mimicking what we think as Ram because it's going to be able to access it so fast, but it's also taking a huge lift off the Ram to be able to do this so fast and so efficiently with such speed and so much at the same time that instead of using Ram or reserving Ram to perform these calculations, now the Ram's completely freed up. It's just, it's, it's like super efficient. It's hard to explain. And I don't think there's a way that you can explain it until you show it to somebody until they see an entire world zoom with no pop in, no frame drops, no screen tearing. It just snaps into place instantly. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that's going to, but the interesting thing that um, I'm excited to hear, not only PSVG discuss about it, because I'm sure in multiple, multiple shows from XP to game tech to this show, we'll all kind of debate different ideas around it. I'm also wondering if it's, if in both boxes case that they're so far forward that we, we actually see a difference in them. I don't want to say anytime soon, but like, honestly, maybe ever. Like the Xbox is just so much raw horsepower. It might not matter, right? Like they, you could, you know, like we might be talking about the difference of a few seconds in load times, which at the end of the day, if we were price comparative, I don't think it matters. Yeah. But at the same time, like, does I think the the best question that I have now is with the Sony's SSD, do game developers take a completely different approach to how they design games? Because if that's the case, then that's going to be a problem on the Xbox side. But the alter to that point is can developers take a completely different approach to how they design games for this one 
limited piece of hardware that's different than PCs and consoles and Xbox and anything else. That's my point about the cell processor. The thing with the SSD is it's not available. (laughs) You can't buy it. And when it becomes available, it's be super expensive. So it's not going to be out there. It might be the next generation, but it might be a generation away. So, and like that, that's kind of the thing that's been bantering around in my head is like, at the end of the day, is it even going to matter? Like, I, I, and we won't know. There's no way of knowing. We can't predict the future. We'll just have to see how it plays out. Um, but you, you might be right with that comparison. I think the processors. I have do- no idea. I don't understand how. I, I think the processing it- made porting different difficult, mm-hmm. which is why I think that comment's a little off base because this is going to, if anything, it's just going to like superpower the port. You put the port on it, and all of a sudden, everything starts streaming in faster, f- higher frequency than you're predicting. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm excited, man. I'm I'm glad that the competition like drives us out of the, the two companies because if there's one thing I have against this, this like as I am not upgrading to a 4K TV anytime soon, like it's just not happening for me. So I want to get the absolute like most frame because I even run um I'm one of the only people who run plasmas anymore. So if you guys can get me like 600 frames because those things can do 600 hertz, dude, I cannot believe we let plasmas die. That is but the I'm thing excited. is also our TVs even like does any I'm not buying a new TV. Anytime yeah. soon, I've got 4K no. TVs or else else. I'm not buying new one. They're just I just bought all these. Mm-hmm. So that's the other part of it. How it's many people else. are actually going to be able to realize the full potential of this stuff? I think they're both just going to be great. Like that's the think, thing that we can, re- we can actually look forward to. I think you're exactly right. I, I think if if you if you wanted to if we wanted to try and educate our listeners, load times will be much faster on PlayStation. Your frame rate might be more stable on Xbox. Like if you try yeah. to boil down what the tech means in each, if developers fully realize the potential of both, that's probably what we can look forward to. But even then it might be minuscule. Well, the thing is like, how often do you hit your load times? If your games are on, like if you have five games loaded up as quick resume. Yeah. Like that's the feature that really has me pretty hyped up because I hate having to close down a game or like go to Netflix or do something else or whatever it is and lose my spot completely. And the fact that like you're, you're essentially just like, like your phone, just like swiping it aside and it's still there in the background is incredible. It's a feature that we don't know if, if PlayStation has or not. Um, but those are the quality of life stuff that I'm so excited about. That's silly. Even Sony's revolutionary SSD, at least since it, hit like and since Cerny talked about it i think it's overshadowed the fact that xbox still has an ssd in it and right. like we can't undermine how big of a leap it is even if it's half the half the speed we might be talking about the difference between one second and six seconds and that's yeah. a, both of those are incredible improvements over what we have now mm-hmm. like what we have now you try to get into gta 5 it takes like four minutes You know, like, like we're talking about a night and day difference, like a huge leap forward in both cases. So one might be behind the other, but does anybody really care if it's five or six seconds? I I don't think anybody cares if it's minor. The question is, does it become bigger? I don't think so with an SSD. Um, Well, there's a reason why there's still other key pieces of information that we don't know is because that's the final argument before they say, buy it, please. Yeah. Yes. How much does it cost, and what are you going to be playing on the thing? Those, like, there's a reason why we don't know those things. I think they're both going to be the out. same price. I just don't know what the price are going to be. I think Sony. You think SS- so? I think Sony's SSD is going to make their box expensive, and I think Xbox's. I think you're 12 right. Teraflops is going to make it expensive. I think they're both going to be expensive. I just don't know if I don't know if both of them are ready to go five ninety nine. So I feel like both are going to sell at a loss for four ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's going to happen. So speaking of launch games. 
Hmm. Donnie, isn't it? It's a good time when a game launches with like 30 games or something like that in the launch window, right? It's a good time. Yeah. What if I told you that Series X will launch with 3,600 games? Yeah. It's almost too much. It's too much to take in. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, the full backwards, we're basically on PCs now. Like I said, as, as these things become more PC like Xbox, like comes back to back to home base and, uh, yeah, as all of our games are just going to work, which is something that we should be really excited for and we should talk about it, but also something that should be expected. And I think is the expectation. And if anybody was to go away from it, I honestly feel like it'd be like a, a suicide attempt. Like you can't do that. You can't. Mm-hmm. Now that's interesting. It. From a Nintendo point of view, that from is. a Nintendo fan's point yeah. of view, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because because every generation there's always different cartridges or whatever it is, right? There's no can no way to back uh, back play unless it's a virtual console. Um, but like, in which case, you still have to buy the games again. Yeah, exactly. All you I mean, have to do though is have one of the world's most recognizable video game characters and salvage the entire it. industry back in like thirty years ago, and Astro then you can do whatever you want. Yep. yep. If you do that, you can do whatever you want. This is, I mean, Xbox has not done that. I'm not going to make the defenses for Nintendo, but they're completely different spaces, right? They're mm-hmm. not PC like. They're a completely different format. Like they're just completely their own different thing. So, like holding them to 12 teraflops and backwards compatible generations is like apples and oranges. Very, very different. So one of the components in the Series X that is um, a little different than the way their Microsoft is doing it versus Sony is they have 16 gigs of uh, GDDR6 RAM in the Series X. However, only, th- was it two and a half is available? No, sorry. Two and a half is reserved for the um, operating system. And then 13 and a half is available for developers to use. Um, and of that, I think it was 12 is going to be uh, a higher speed, and then the final four are going to be a little lower speed. I did see that. Uh, what is I, I wrote down a note. Like half of it is roughly at like twice the the memory bandwidth, mm-hmm. which is so, super fast, like fa- even yeah. faster than PlayStation 5s. But then the the reserve part for the OS is slightly underclocked. Right, because if obviously they're reserving it for the OS, so they're reserving that for the the, the quick change. Hopefully, a snappier OS off the bat. Anyway, that would be um, great. Yeah, and they're also. The developers will be able to use part of that slower memory for audio, um, audio development, where, whereas they can dedicate the entire 12 gigs to the visual side. Um, so th- I think that's pretty exciting, pretty interesting. Um, Sean, what do, you, what do you think about the way that they're divvying up that memory a little bit as opposed to the way Sony is doing it with all just one set? I mean, it has to be better, right? It has to be. <laughs> I don't know. I, I this is a. I'm, I'm a little out of my element here, but I think that that makes it a little bit more clear on what I was starting to think as you're talking about um, dedicated sound memory. I was like, are we one step away from having just a dedicated like sound card? Like back in the day in our PCs, we used to have like dedicated hardware so that we could have 3D audio. Like this is going back a long time. It all seems like be built into our our motherboards now, but that seemed to be better. So yeah, I have to imagine that. That's a positive, but audio is a tricky thing, dude. Like that's something that we can get excited about and I'm sure it's going to be great. But when we talk about TVs and most people not having the the most like high tech TV with 4K, the proper HDR and and potentially 120 Hertz on, on those types of things, audio is even trickier, man. And there's a whole other conversation that I wish I was, I was listening to unlocked with, uh, Ryan McCaffrey and he was, he was, um, shaking his fist in the heavens with the optical port being gone. And it's like, 
that's not as high. You can't get as high quality audio out of an optical mm-hmm. port than you can with HDMI with 2.1. That's yeah. what we're at. So like back back in my day, like I was excited <laughs> to go from 1.3 to 1.4 a or whatever. Can I take a completely off the wall tangent here? Because I think you'll appreciate this, Sean. Um, I've been listening to podcasts. I've basically gotten like one podcast on my way into work and one podcast home. So I'm like mm-hmm. woefully behind in podcasts. But I got to tell you something. Something that I noticed this week with the distancing and everything, all of the podcasts that used to film in studios, and I'm going to say IGN, I'm not trying to put them on mm-hmm. blast. It's not just them. It's everyone. I know. You, you notice mean. the huge dip that they are, they are, they are having trouble living life like us. Like us. It's interesting. <laughs> I'm like, we are way better at this than they are. It's so funny. You're right. I was thinking the same thing, seeing all these, like, they look exact. They all look the same. Like, everybody, we all have the same, like, looking bedroom. It's like they just, like, capturing, like, their entire monitor screen with, like, Skype on it. Like, there's no overlays. There's no production. They're like, mm-hmm. everybody's got their own mics and everything. I was That's like, hilarious. Oh, they are, they are behind. Like, they were not ready for this. Yeah. That's so good. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I forgot, but I had noticed that for sure. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Um, the only thing I want to say about your memory thing, plug Nathan, is remember yes. seven nanometer, new processor, new gen processor, right? We're not Jaguar mm-hmm. anymore. All of that and the SSD means that even though we don't have like a giant double of RAM, which is what we're accustomed to, this RAM is not going to be taxed to do what it's been doing. It's like completely more efficient across the board in both consoles. So if you're one of those people who are like, I'm fine with my PlayStation 4, I'm fine with my Xbox One, like that's fine, you can. But like, don't look at that RAM number and be like, see, it's not even that big of a deal. It's a huge deal. <laughs> There's oh, yeah. so well, much more resources for the developer to take advantage of. Look at PS4 versus um, Xbox One at launch. It was a generation difference in RAM too. It was less and it was back mm-hmm. like they really like they didn't stand a chance man i don't know what the yep. hell they were thinking mm-hmm. so that's a good that's a we have a real life comparison of what a generation of ram does vcr xbox that's what it did <laughs> um another thing is talking about the cpu so i picked this up from the digital foundry video um with the cpu on a computer it, it depends on the heat uh, of the computer to know how fast it can actually run, how how much power it can actually put out. With the Xbox Series X, it has been designed to operate at highest efficiency no matter what the temperature of the unit is. So, like I said, with a computer, you can have where the, uh, the power goes down because it's trying to cut the heat that's being produced. Whereas the, the heating solution apparently on the Series X is going to be good enough so that it can run at the optimal position the entire time and not have to throttle itself, which will be evident in games like <clears throat> Forza Horizon or something like that where they have these beautiful things going on or Gears 5 where they have all the, the ray tracing and everything like that that's going happening as well. But I did also want to mention that games like... Um, Gears of War Ultimate Edition, the first one, they have that running natively in 4K on the Series X. So it's one of those, remember how we had the Enhanced by X, the the free masters, if you will? Mm -hmm. They have, they're going to double down on that with the Series X and have now 4K versions of these original Xbox games. So as part of a value add conversation, just want to get the, get your guys' pulse on this. Do you think a, that backwards compatibility is is still going to play a factor. And B, does it interest you to go back and maybe even experience these games again in native 4K? 
Yeah, man, big time. I mean, like I've been doing that since it was a thing with uh, Xbox One X. The only thing that I'll say, and to just sort of like round out my Xbox fanboy, isn't that I'm as high on display here is we don't have a Metal Gear Solid to do that with. Like we, like I love Gears of War as next as the next person as much as the next person, um, but we don't have those those absolute classics that would destroy. Like yeah. I was really afraid that that graphic on not afraid, but just like. I don't know. You're just, I was kind of expecting Mark Cerny to go, there's back compat on PS4 Pro and it does this boost mode thing. And then here's um, PS4 and there's space. You're just waiting for like yeah. three, two and one to come in. You're like, good God, just like, can we just, we'll just quit. Just everybody quit. That's it. That's over. It just seems like that would be enough to go. The future is Stadia and Switch <laughs> and PS5, man. That's a, uh, that's it. So I love, I love the free masters. I wish that it got like even more love because you got to know if that was on any other system, people would be losing their absolute minds. These things you don't, your game that you've owned the entire time looks remarkably better and it loads better. And it's like, it's actual magic. Mm -hmm. And yeah, man, this is, this is a real thing and you can bring it forward with your, your external hard drive, all your games carry forward. Um, I, I definitely noticed a difference playing a bunch of games on the X and I can't imagine what it's going to do with the, with the series X once again, after fable got the treatment, I went back and replayed it if you remember Nathan. And just to, just because I wanted to re experience it. Um, I do agree with Sean though, because it's not all games, it's select ones. And then out mm -hmm. of those select ones, I don't think a lot of them carry the weight. Um, you know, that, that's something like, like metal gear, you know, like that, that it does, it doesn't sit on that pedestal. And a lot of the ones that probably would, like Halo, they've already completely fully remastered it several times. You know, like it's been, you know, redone over and over again. I, I was going to argue against myself with Halo, just with what we're seeing over on Steam and the Master Chief Collection when they released Reach and then they released um, Combat Evolved An Anniversary Edition. There's a crowd for that one, man. Sure. Yeah. Halo is far well, from that. I was going to say, if you remove that one because it's been remastered, right? If mm -hmm. you're just going back to your old ROM to just play better now, if you yeah. take those out of it, there's a lot less in the library. True. You know, it's Gears and, I don't know, maybe Fable? Yeah. Is anybody playing Forza 2 or what's the <laughs> other ones? Like, you know, it's, it's limited, especially if you're taking out, like, the third-party games. You know, if you're not getting the sports games, you're not getting the license games. Like, you know, I would love to play NCAA 14, Xbox Enhanced, oh, you know, know, like things like that, you know, like any of those old sport, but none of those are included. It's basically first and key, you know, third party titles. So it's not everything. And I think that's the one thing that stops like it from being the juggernaut, you know, bullet point that everybody kind of thinks it is. Mm -hmm. So... How important is 8K to you guys? It's not. No. Give me a really dense, give me every single shader, every like whatever, FOV, I think that's supposed to be good, anti-alias, all the things on a 1080p. I'm stoked, man. So what if it was 8K super sampled down to 1080p? I noticed, I do notice a difference when you go 4K super sampled down to 1080p because that's all I've got in my house and games actually look better. It's super sampled, like anything with the word super in it sounds lame. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, even like, even like a supercharger. I'm like, oh man, I'd rather like, give me turbo. I think supercharger probably better. It's just super. It's just such a lame adjective. Um, Somewhere but, Clark Kent is sad. 
Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. It, I definitely notice it. So yes, please, all of it. It just makes it nice. It's kind of like um, Donnie and I know this when we went from an uh, 3ds XL back down to like the new 3ds with the smaller screen. Picture. It's like it's just denser pixels, man. It's yep. it's really nice. Same thing with the light. It, it improves it because it's yeah, exactly. So we have the the possibility with the Series X to hit 8K resolutions, and we also have the possibility to hit 120 frames per second. Can do either of you guys have 120 frames per second capable screens monitors? I do now. I just recently purchased this week that I'm looking at you right now on a beautiful ultra wide 144 hertz monitor that I purchased, <laughs> and I'm going to be playing Ori on this thing um, tomorrow. And I already booted it up. It looks gorgeous, ultra wide. It's fantastic. But this is the only screen in the house that I have. You know. So going back to my point, like how much does it matter? I think both of these boxes for next gen are more than capable. Like the standard should be 4K 60 stable, you know, with all of the the performance features, the lighting, yeah. the particle effects, everything. I'm good. That's the base. If you do that for eight years, I'm perfectly fine. Like that is great. Um, Cause I just, I wonder how much that extra stuff. Now I've listened to PC players and they're like 120 frames is way better than 60. Like they, you know, but how many people are going to be able to take advantage of that? Not many TVs. <laughs> like if you've got if you've got a TV that's doing that, that's a very expensive TV. Do you um, think so? I feel like you see a lot. Is it isn't anytime you see like a Motion Plus one twenty? Like isn't that what that is, Nathan? Twenty. I mean, yeah, so one twenty uh, and two forty in the in that in that frame range. They have those. Samsung and Sony both have some. Um, but the, the thing is with those, they don't have like HDR. So those are going to be like maybe four K but not HDR with the higher frame rate. Okay. And it's still like a, it's a, it's a step up from the entry level 4k HDR. It's monitor. definitely not entry level. That's definitely not. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. we like probably like my, my mother-in-law probably has a 4k 120. Like, <laughs> 120? I'm, I'm almost positive about wow. it. Yeah. Okay. That's the, that's for the, uh, the soap again, like, review. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, cause it doesn't look good on regular TV. I'm like, maybe I'm talking about something else here, but like, if you watch, if you watch a regular TV at that 120 sample, it's like, it does not like look shit. Good. So yeah. it's like, thank God that it, like, Xbox and PlayStation can come in here and like put some use to this stupid ass frame rate. That's costing everybody more money. Mm -hmm. And to make sure you do get use of it. So let's say you have it and you don't realize it with HDMI 2.1 they are talking about being able to shift your game yeah. to a game That's mode to have the best use of the screen that you have. So let's say, you know, you're, you're at grandma's house. She doesn't know what she has and she has an Xbox Series X for some reason. And she plugs it in. She's playing Ori. <laughs> Why do we always go to grandma? What is with this analogy that we've all adopted? We've got to stop this. <laughs> grandma's cool. So she's playing Ori. She doesn't realize it. That, that, you know, she has it now in 120 she's or 240. Game Boy is what she's playing. My mom is a grandma and she just let me know, thanks to this whole quarantine situation, that she fired up Zumba on her Xbox 360. And <laughs> <laughs> Bring back Connect. No. Yeah, she was very happy about it. <laughs> do not do that. All right. But now the, the P studies, is almost, if you will, is ray tracing, is yes. the rate shading. Um, so we saw some examples from Minecraft, obviously, of, of how just using ray tracing can affect what it looks like. And I mean, we, we've seen examples of ray tracing to a lesser extent, for instance, at the beginning of Gears 5, right, when they're going through and you're going down that that uh, 
uh, that pit at the very beginning of the game. I know this because I've, that's, that's the only part I've seen. <laughs> so you go down, you've got all the colors, yes, but you the, host the an Xbox show. I play Apex. Would you yeah, play Gears 5 already? <laughs> hey, I might have some time with this whole thing. I got to stay home. So anyway. Plays 400 um, hours of Apex later. <laughs> so we've seen, uh, you know, to some extent what that would look like. But what what did, did you guys get a chance? I know you probably didn't, Donnie. But Sean, did you get a chance to check that Minecraft video out where they have turned on uh, the ray tracing? It it seems impossible. Like all they do is just like flip the switch and they go ray tracing is on and then it looks like that's not a new game. That's not like it's just it does light different and you yep. get these gorgeous shiny reflective surfaces. Audio and, too. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, dude! Uh, can I see that without HDR? Is that a thing? Like you do you need HDR to see no. ray tracing? Like no, how- no, that that's in the processing power. You don't need HDR. Oh it's it's enhanced with HDR, but you can see everything. It's it's part of the graphic processing. Because my my plasmas that I game on for the most part are from like 2012, and that's I, those things are rock solid, dude. They're <laughs> bulletproof. They're not going anywhere. I love those TVs. So as long as because I'm not getting HDR anytime soon either. There's no HDR. There's no 4K. Um, I just want to really good 1080p at no load times. I don't need the Series X. What am I talking myself out of this? <laughs> um so with with the uh minecraft piece alone i think he said during that video that to get it to work in the way that they were showing it there between the two versions it took one guy about a month to develop it yeah isn't that insane so just think about an entire team of people being able to dedicate to from the ground up with with this ray tracing technology how that's going to look halo infinite i guarantee you when you start that game up on Series X, there's going to be an amazing opening mission that has all these particle effects and all these ray tracings that's going to blow your socks off. I thought that was kind of the point with ray tracing was the fact that it's all AI machine learning. That's why you want the hardware dedicated graphics to take the load off of simulating shadows and stuff that devs have been spending time doing. And now you just offload that to ray tracing. Is that misplaced? Mm-hmm. It's it's a similar concept to um, what was I going to? There's another technology. Uh, what's it called when when levels are just randomly designed? Procedural. procedural yes, it's a, it's a similar technology to procedural generation, yeah. but for the display. Yeah, exactly. So I think that was like the whole big focus, even going there, is like we can stop these folks from having to simulate light. Let's just have the light be natural and reflect off of the the objects that are in the game, which takes mm-hmm. AI, which is why you need hardware to to run it. I know everybody yeah. like really they they think of gears they think of of Halo but um and I'm not gonna I'm not trying to take anything away from the from those games for whatever reason though they don't really tend to hit in the same way that games like Uncharted and The Last of Us and a few games like some from, some games from from Sony stable I do will always kind of give them the tip of the hat of like their cinematic style um everything they seem to just squeeze every ounce of power out of the PlayStation but Hellblade Two is the one. That is the one with the shadows and the lighting mm-hmm. and the, the like, audio. When I, about, when I just when I say the name Hellblade, I yep. think of that that trailer and it's like flashes of terror, <laughs> and it's like that is what we've have needed this entire time. Halo is it's great and Gears they're they're fine, they're popcorn though. I need something that terrifies my lungs, like that, like scares my organs into thinking they're not going to survive the night of playing this game. Of like <laughs> this isn't supposed to be possible, but Halo is and and Gears are always like that. 
this is really cool. I'll, I'll take away Gears 1. The first time I ever saw the first Gears of War, I didn't think anything like that was, was possible. That was a remarkable moment for sure. Um, and Halo looks really good too. We need something like like Hellblade in the Xbox stable. That's what it's I said when, well welcomed. when they bought Ninja Theory, I was like, this is the game that they've been missing for mm-hmm. a very, very long time. And, uh, and I, I played Hellblade on PlayStation the first time I played it. Um, but you're exactly right. This is the thing that's missing from their stable, and it is exactly the perfect set piece. Where they can demonstrate all of the fancy things because it's going to be mm-hmm. slower. It's going to be linear. It's going to be single player. So they have all the time in the world to show you every beautiful particle, every yep. light ray, every god ray, the, the audio, bounce it all around your headphones from all different angles. Just be a full-on showpiece. A good point. Hellblade with that 3D audio that we're all talking about now as well with some new head. Everybody's wearing headphones now too, so that makes it a little bit easier. Back in the day, you had to have the the latest, greatest um amplifier or home theater receiver which was yep. probably twelve hundred dollars plus the speakers like it was a very expensive proposition so mm-hmm. that's that's really nice man so moving on to what we know as far as the ports now so there's gonna be three usb ports on this guy there's gonna be two in the two in the back one in the front yeah there's gonna be an internal power supply <laughs> <laughs> there's gonna be an internal power supply which is, uh, you know, a nice welcome from what we had back in the the VCR days when it was external again. And then <laughs> we had we have one HDMI output, so no inputs for HDMI anymore. And that diagnostic out, port you were talking about, right? Nate? We have the diagnostic. It's a diagnostic port, port Donnie. He got all mad at me. He went on and on. He says, "Freaking diagnostic port, Donnie." What did you think it was? If it I told him what it was, it's a hard, it was a hard, it was expandable storage port. You thought so right from the start. I, I got. I didn't think so. I got it from um from Thurot from Brad Sam's. Like he oh, yeah. had a picture yeah. of it, Nailed and he it. was like, "This I'm being told from a person with a dev kit on Xbox Game Studios that this is what it was." Nathan's like, "It's a freaking diagnosis port." It still doesn't make a lot of sense, but it does. <laughs> but so the diagnostic port. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually really excited about this. So can I can I ask my question? You mind if I just Rochambeau you here? Yeah. So I've been asking everybody this question because I actually think it's a really, there. It's a different take, and it's interesting to hear how people think about it. Um, proprietary storage has a negative connotation. I think mm-hmm. particularly after the Vita. Yeah. Because they had proprietary storage and it's very expensive. So Xbox is doing proprietary storage game cards. I have been talking about a solution like this for a while because having known that we were going to SSDs, this was going to be paramount. They have to do something because it doesn't matter what SSD you have or what hard drive you have. If you are plugging into a USB connector to get to the motherboard, it will not perform as fast as the onboard SSD. It won't Mm -hmm. perform half as fast. And that's a huge problem. Because if you if before we knew about this little card trick they're doing, basically what that meant you had to do is either had to replace the onboard storage if you wanted to, really, really expensive. SSD is not cheap. Like even in PC parts. Like it's just not it's not it's not very cheap. Um or you had to come up with something like this because if we were gonna run off external hard drives, like your performance was gonna be poo. Like it was gonna suck. It's right, really gonna be bad. Bad. You see some of that already with people having like, anytime anybody has troubles, like, is it on an external drive? I just upgraded all of my external drives because I had a 5,400 RPM uh, uh, WD drive on my Xbox. Every game I played off of it stuttered like crazy, drove me mad. I went and bought one of the Xbox branded WD black 
storage. I have two of them now, so I never have to have that problem again. But I've been saying, like, this is going to be a problem. Like, we have yeah, to same. have better storage. And we can't be limited to what's on the box because a terabyte, as happy as I'm happy to say that they have a terabyte, that's great. It's not much. You're going to go through a terabyte like it's nothing. I got five terabytes on my Xbox One. Now, and I, I know I'm crazy, but I, I like hoard all this. I digitally like they make it available and I want to I want to have it. I don't want to hit play and be told I have to wait, especially with some of these games, man. You're talking about a 70, 80 gigabyte download on digital purchase. That could take a while to download. I don't want to wait. I want to play it. Right. I want to play it right away. So I download everything and I want to keep it just in case I have the whim to play it. So the question I've been asking everybody is we have two very different solutions for the same problem. Xbox has come up with these one terabyte proprietary storage cards that will connect right into the SSD and expand your storage, like right to it, which is, to be honest with you, they give them kudos. I wasn't expecting anything like that. I was like, that's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. So basically, we have the return of memory cards. Um, which people have uh, been mocking, having fun at, and then also because it says proprietary, oh my God, it's going to be expensive. This is bad. You have Sony's solution. They're building an extra port on the PlayStation 5 for you to open your console like a PC and stick a new stick in, which is everybody's like praising them for, oh my God, this is so consumer friendly. For a storage medium that doesn't even exist, it's not purchasable yet. (laughs) We have no idea how expensive it's going to be. So here's the interesting thing is I think they're both going to be expensive. <laughs> like yeah. like the everybody seems to be like Xbox is bad because it's going to cost so much. I'm like that stick, that memory stick for the PS5 is going to cost so much more than the little card for the Xbox. My my only question on the Xbox is can I get it in a bigger format than 1 terabyte? I would pay give me 4 terabytes or 8 terabytes. Like I will I will go that far if they can do it. Dude, there's so there's so much to unpack here. And I agree with you that like what they're talking about with PlayStation is it's like it's actually like rocket technology. Like this these are things that are like gonna take us to the moon. It's like we don't have it yet. We need to go to space first to discover it, to bring it back down so that you can buy it and then perform surgery on on your PlayStation, which I've never enjoyed. That was at the in the early days of the PS4. That was the only way you could expand your memory. Yep, you had to open it up. You had to replace Swap it with drive. Take the screw cool. out. Pull the thing out. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you you probably end up just like screwing up your eject button. Like maybe <laughs> not that I. That's what I did. Um, <laughs> so I think one of your questions was: Are there um, different sizes? I believe the answer was yes. I think they did confirm up oh, to four cool. terabytes within that format. So that is great. And then the other side of it too is like where I really start to th- see like the consumer choice and the gamer centric stuff come back around is that you can still have a regular old external hard drive attached to the system loaded up with your series X games. You just can't play them all off of that drive. Right. So if you have like, I don't know how many games you're going to get out of that one internal, like one terabyte drive. But if you've got your four terabyte external hard drive loaded up with a bunch of Series X games, you're just, you're just swapping back and forth. You can have maybe five or six games on your internal drive. Those are the ones on the go. And then you just move things around rather than having to download them back. Yep. Um, so I would, I would just do that. I would spend a couple, maybe a couple hundred bucks on an external drive just to have the games at the ready. And, um, rather than spending hundreds of dollars for an expansion pack or expansion drive. So the reason that I asked the question to everybody, and it's not to like stoke any fanboy flames is that I actually really, I think I prefer the Xbox method because it's, it's the ease of use and the convenience. Mm -hmm. You could buy multiples of these. You could have games on them and you could swap them 
it's not a permanent the PlayStation solution is so permanent. Like you've got to take the top off your console, buy another storage and put it in the only slot that exists and if you ever want to change it, you got to do all that again. The Xbox solution's like you get one, you use it until it fills up and you get another one. Oh, now you got to swap it. You pull one out, you put the new one in and like you're off and running. There's no screws. You don't need a screwdriver. You don't need a tutorial video. You know, like there's none of that. Like it's simple. It's elegant. It's simple solution for customers. I think I prefer that. Have you tried to or or know anybody? I definitely know somebody who's who's put a one terabyte micro SD card into their Nintendo Switch. No, not proprietary. I know somebody that has. Really, mm-hmm. I have a I have a five hundred, but I never went the one terabyte. So also very expensive. Um, Right. So that's, that's one side of it. The one terabyte is like the, the, the massive storage on that thing is so crazy that you very similar to what PlayStation is going to be doing. Only select ones work. And even sometimes the select ones don't even work. And so that's something where like that you could be easily getting yourself into trouble. Um, even after like opening your thing up, imagine going through the surgery and then realizing I bought the wrong one or I bought the right one and or it's a not patch has screwed it up. And like, that's not a PlayStation's fault, but like that's a thing that can very easily happen. PC players know on that. exactly what I'm talking about. Like it's very yeah. plausible. Um, that's not good. Like your mm-hmm. entire stick needs to be reformatted or something. Like, oh no. Yeah. 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 So moving on from from that side of the house, there's one other thing that I wanted to talk about because now we're kind of getting close to time here. The revamped controller. So we, they had hands on that. Um, the folks at Digital Foundry thought that it was a little bit smaller than the other one. Which, Sean, I think you called out like first off the bat, didn't you? Didn't Me? you think it was a little bit smaller? Yeah. Um, I don't. I wouldn't have been able to spot it from the um, from the from the image, but um, I, I believe that there were some studies about um, the size of hands that people were that people had, and I guess I don't know why this is this is better, but. <laughs> mm. So the D-pad is also, it looks really nice and looks really responsive. I like, I like the look of it. As far as the standard controller goes, like I'll, I'll still use my Elite version too. But this looks like a really great controller. Like they have the improved bumpers and triggers they mentioned. Um, they have the texturing on the triggers. All the important parts. Built share in button. share button. <laughs> okay, so Donnie, so what if on the Series 2, if they made it work so like if you hit the, the the hamburger button and the start button at the same time nope if that was your share button don't want combinations nope Mm-mm. nope need a <laughs> button that does the thing okay i don't need I to, hate here's, it here's the problem with the share button nathan is you got to remember how to use it that sucks nobody wants to do that it needs to be a dedicated button because yeah. everybody wants to share what they're doing that's social that's Such modern. A huge miss on the series huge, two huge yeah. huge miss so, yeah, we don't need hotkeys and combinations. And if you hold this and press that, well, no, no. We're not trying to put in the Konami code. Try and take a screenshot. <laughs> press one button, <laughs> screenshot. I have it set up on my, like, my. I finally got my Elite to work the way I want it. And it's so ridiculous. I, pay, I bought this expensive controller, and it's beautiful. It feels amazing. But I paid all this money to basically turn all these paddles everybody's excited into, into screenshot and video buttons. That's all they do for me. <laughs> that's all I've set them up for, and that's all I really want out of them. So... I'm actually the opposite of you. I'm going to use the new Series X controller over my, you know what I'm going to do? It's my Elite 2 is going to become my PC controller. I'm going to pair it to my PC, and that'll be the only controller I ever use on PC. And I'll use Thought my Xbox idea. One on my Series X. I mean, to each zone. To me, the share button just isn't that important. Like on the 
the Nintendo Switch Pro, I think I've told you before, how many times I have like just random screenshots of Zelda doing super or Link, sorry, doing weird things. It's just, I mean, because I was looking for this, the I map can button, but so I can many things to just blow this argument out of the water. Like, so many things, Nathan. You haven't played your Switch long enough to even, like, are you sure? Can you tell me exactly which button is the sure button right now? It's top left it? on, the, on the face. Top left on the face, isn't it? No. <laughs> on the Pro? I'm playing with a Pro controller. The Switch Pro controller. Okay. On the Pro, yes. So thank you. It's the yes. Yeah. Because I, no. I don't play with the, I don't play with the other controllers. Yeah, no, no. The, the the issue is the share button. That's the most important thing. And I'm excited. I actually think the new controller looks great. And I like that they're adopting a lot of the elite things into it. You know, like the D pad things. I think it has me excited. That's yeah. still a thing, right? They're gonna do the old dome D pad and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, see, that's that's awesome. It's just gonna be a a cheaper built elite controller with the proper share button. So, yeah. All right, gentlemen, we've been talking for a little while here, but uh, Sean, what final words for this episode do you have? I want it in my hands. I want to know how much it's going to cost. I want to know what it smells like. I Speaking need to of see- one in your hands. How, how do you think it looks like now that it we've seen massive, people hold it? It's it's <laughs> baby's got back, man. She's thick. I know. I know. We're talking about how big like the the OG Xbox was and like the, the and this VCR thing is like Xbox yeah. One. This thing is a beast. Dude, here's the but- thing. It's still not as big as I thought it was when they unveiled it. When they unveiled it, I was like, oh my lord! It's just it's a kind tower. of what I expected. That's actually kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm now. I just can't wait to see what the PlayStation looks like. Like, is it the vacuum cleaner Ooh, or whatever? Right. They like, didn't show guys, it. I don't I was, know what the box looks like. I was completely just stunned. I come up for air and I was like, "How was the PlayStation 5? And they're like, "We just got specs." I was like, "What's it look like?" They're like, "They didn't show it." I was like, "What's the games?" Like, they didn't show any. I was like, "What did they do? <laughs> what happened? Like, what? Oh, what yeah, happened?" Go watch. Go watch. <laughs> yeah, that's the other part too that we won't know until like months after they even launch. It's like these both both these systems are pushing so much power. The temperatures are going to be generated just so crazy. Are they going to last? Like, That's a good what, are, what are the build qualities going to be like on these well, the things? Xbox, I, you've got this big old tunnel vortex thing that they're doing, which is sure. Yeah. Hopefully, it works. Like, what if, if it, anything, like, blows stuff off your wall. Like, if you have, like, I know. A, like a picture, <laughs> <laughs> picture no kidding. Like your your pictures are just taking flight around the house or whatever, spring like high and low pressure zones within your basement. You like feel a breeze and like it it careens off the corner of your ceiling and back down towards your couch. Seriously, <laughs> like we could be in, we could be in real trouble here. But that is that's always a concern, especially after like Red Ring of Death. Um, sure. You'd think that they would over engineer this thing, but I don't know that like. I think Mark Cerny was talking about how they've really addressed it. And everybody talks about the PlayStation as, um, you know, sounds like it's a jet jet engine taking off mm. um, when it's starting to push it. So he did spend some time on like, we know that's a thing. And we know that when you hear it doing that, it's like, it's kind of on the edge. Yeah. Like that isn't just us going like, Ooh, that doesn't sound it's like, no, that really like good. that at times mm-hmm. with some games, my ex has gotten pretty loud. I'm like, Oh, that's pushing different. It. Yeah. It's pushing it for sure. So I think it's on their mind. Um, we'll see, dude. That's that's the thing that we we won't know, but um, you, you can't know until until uh, till we get our hands on it. But I can't wait to see what the PlayStation looks like. Generally, the the, the PlayStations have looked really nice, especially the PS4 when it launched. I was like, that's one of the sexiest consoles that's I've true. ever seen. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if they if they balance like really good looking design with smart design and long lasting design. So Sean. Since the price is one of the things that you're wondering, knowing what we know now, what are you thinking as far as the price point for the console? I don't know, man. It's probably going to be five ninety nine. Is or no four ninety? I keep messing up Canadian and 
I, I don't know if they can do much more than four ninety nine. But four ninety nine seems like such a steal for what's in it. What? It, no kidding. To get but what I, it does out of a PC is so expensive. To ask them to be four ninety nine feels like we're asking for so much, but at the same time, I feel like they can't go a penny over. But the thing too is like we're 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 really comparing to other console launches, but also like what the current systems cost, and it's like. That Xbox One X just went down to one ninety nine, like, which is got, ridiculous. It's in, and I mean, even if you, I don't know if that's still available. Dude, we got Seth you, one. Go just buy one. It's your investment into the next system. I feel like like you can trade that thing in if GameStop doesn't bury itself into the ground before then. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think more than the price, like the raw price of itself, that is going to um, be the story here is your purchase options. I think you're going to see a lot of different ways for you to get into a Series X versus PlayStation. I think will just have this is the price and that's it. I think Xbox will have this is a price, but if you want to do a Game Pass like all access thing where you basically like lease to own or rent to own kind of thing, you sign a contract um, and you, you sort of like have it built into your Game Pass price. I think that could be a real winner. So you can jam pack this thing with all the latest, greatest technology. It's a $1,200 piece that you're, it's just like your phone that you, you never, you don't, you walk out of the store without paying anything. And I highly anticipate that will be part of their, uh, their, their journey and their strategy to race to 10 million units sold. Have people w- go into the store and walk out, not paying anything. I mean, that would be, uh, obviously a great strategy. Um, I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping for uh, a four ninety nine. I think that that would really be like the sweet spot for this unit. Plus considering, you know, with, with the proprietary expansion drive, many people will buy one. If that is priced high enough to have margin to offset costs, that could be, you know, one way to do things there. So, um, I, I'm hoping for four ninety nine at least. So that's, that's my two cents. Donnie, hmm. uh, what final thoughts do you have for this week? Month? I'm buying one of those card expansions for sure. Um, I, 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 $4.99 seems like the, the price that everybody will happily buy. And I feel like that's the price that the console folks have got to be at. But again, I just don't, based on what's inside the box, like it's such a big loss. I don't know if we've ever seen somebody take a loss like that. Um, Cause we're not talking like you know, PlayStation four. If you like counted in marketing stuff, it was like basically sold almost at cost, like maybe a $10 loss. It's be like a hundred dollar loss. PS three sold at a considerable loss, especially when you think about that Blu-ray player and yeah, Blu-ray players true. were selling for $1,200 yeah, at the time. It was brand new at the time. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting. Um, but I'm definitely very, very excited. Um, this is very, very exciting. Um, as I mentioned on game tech, it's like the first time in a long time where the consoles are like maybe significantly outpacing like your current PC. And I'm sure PCs will, will catch up and people will always buy the parts and build themselves. When I talk about PC, I mean like average consumer PCs that are available. This is a huge step up than what most people are running. Most well, PC gamers. And this is growing up. I grew up a PC gamer and I remember like there was an advantage to the consoles being like one thing where like the, the especially the first parties were able to design a game for that single spec and there was benefits to that there was tangible visual benefits to that where pc like yeah you could you could max out your your components and everything but there's always like that scalability that held yeah. the design back you never had you don't have a first party for for um you had like crisis eventually came out you're like well can your pc run crisis that was it 
but I feel like that's that's kind of what I'm excited about with this next one is there there's there's a benefit to it being like a single spec and and this single box for them to design for. So I, I can't wait to see it, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm very very excited in that regards. And uh, a weird thing, but I'm something I really was hoping to see. And uh, when I saw people do hands on videos, it was the one thing that I noticed. I wanted to see a new dashboard. I would love to yeah. see a new OS and I want it to be fast. I want it to be really fast. Like super I think it's gonna be the same dude. fast. I agree. <laughs> I feel like they're working on like a, on a UI and I think it's going to be better. It's gonna be super fast on series X, but I actually agree with you. I think they're working on a, a unified UI that fits for everything instead of juggling multiples. I actually agree with you. I think it's going to be the same thing. This is just the next better bestest Xbox, but it's all Xbox. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I hope that we see like a com- I actually would be excited. I feel like this is a really nerdy thing to say. I would like to see a UI comparison video. I would love to see like, hey, everybody that's been playing Series X or Xbox One X, here's how Series X is going to improve navigating the store, navigating your games and all that. I would actually really love to see that if it was like, see how fast this is to click in and out of the options of many of these things you do all the time. It's super fast now because of the SSD and all these things. That would get me really excited. And apps, man. And Anything apps. that like, like the the Game Pass app is it. We talked about when it first came out. Um, I remember people going like, "Why do they need a separate app?" It's like because they need to throw away and get away from what is already within the Xbox app and try new things. And the install from the Xbox Game Pass app is way better than installing games from the normal app. Speaking of the app, if we can bring up a little news, can you guys tell me what the hell perks are? I saw something about it, but I don't get it. Oh. I didn't dive into it. I don't know what it is. So if you have, or if you, there's select games that are going to give you little in, in-game content for, and they're usually like, like free to, free to play type games. Well, free like to DLC, play. but it's like, usually for free to play. Like Fortnite stuff? Not Fortnite, but other games. It's, um, let me pull up the, the okay. message real quick. That and didn't I, sound oh, very exciting to me. When I yeah, saw I it, mean, I was like, are they going to like start, is this like free to play? I was thinking like, is this like free to play DLC expansions? Is that like what they're like, trying to do? Like, like game pass, like playable levels. It was, it seemed to be more like, um, like here's your, your, an Ori set of sales or something that they had. So when you play Sea of Thieves, Aww. you can throw up like Ori sales. So when so I first saw little, it, I was like, are they going to start releasing like, you know, if we have games on game pass that have like expansions, here's the expansion for the game pass game. You know, I like, mean, maybe they'll get there. That's definitely not what they launched with. So I don't know. I it seems like a bit of a stretch to go from what they launched with to never mind. Sorry, else. I brought it up. No, it's it's it. Of all the things, it's like okay, cool. Um, I saw a tweet about it, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. But apparently, it's not. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I think, it's we, a I think good we've got start. the biggest value out of that thing already. Like, I don't, they're just kind of like sprinkling shit onto it. To now. be honest <laughs> with you, we we spoke for I don't know how long this podcast has been going on, but we've talked all this time. We really didn't talk about Game Pass at all. And to be honest with you, that is Xbox's. That's the thing we need to promote. That's that's it. You know, we talk about all the things, price and hardware and teraflops. When they launch this thing, like when they literally step up to the plate and they say, here's the date and how much it costs. The only other thing I want to hear from them is Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, and Game Pass. Because you've got Game Pass, here's Halo. Because you got Game Pass, here's Forza. Because you got Game Pass, here's Hellblade. Because you got Game Pass, here's Fable. I want to hear nothing but Game Pass after every game and every announcement they show. See this indie game? Game Pass. See this indie game? Game Pass. That's all I really want to hear from them. I want to hear Game Pass no less than Xbox, 20 times. should be synonymous with it. ID at Xbox and Game Pass should be some, They should be the exact same thing as far as I'm concerned. By the way, um, Nathan tried to end the show like 45 minutes ago, so <laughs> we'll, we'll just keep going. 
Um, did you guys see there's screenshots? The Verge had an exclusive. This is actually just within the last like maybe five or six hours or something. Um, Windows is running a test version. There's of um, of xCloud. So you have xCloud running Ooh, on your PC. Finally. So that to me is like like I like the the phone thing is cool for for some people and I've got the clip and like I just it hasn't really landed in my lifestyle but you fire up that like that screen of all those games on Xcloud and you put it on your PC and you're like now I don't need Steam like yep. they're taking on Steam dude yep it and I don't like I knew that it was coming to Windows this I already time. love the like, Xbox like PC app so if they just mm-hmm. have like play now, like stream now, like little buttons over the icons, like I'll be way more to with hardwired it. internet. Yeah. You don't have to deal with your phone's Wi-Fi or anything like that. Like I think that is gonna that's gonna be game changing. I've been I, I'm with you. The phone is never gonna do it for me, but the moment it hits my iPad and my Chromebook where I can actually set up a screen and then play, I'm I'm sold. I'm telling you, man, if it replaced like it that the Stadia thing, like taking it onto your to your computer, mm-hmm. you don't have to install games on your computer anymore. Like I don't this SSD stuff isn't gonna matter anymore because <laughs> you're just like mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about storage or anything. That's exactly right. That's the other side of the storage conversation, like that we didn't even have. It's like you probably won't even have to download any of this stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. or it'll, everything will be as I've been saying since they announced it, it's called everything will be playable right away. Oh my gosh. You'll download man. in the oh, background God. while you stream the game. You know? Yeah. That'll yeah. be a thing that happens. Like, play now, stream the game, and then we'll download it when you turn the box off. <laughs> like, go to sleep that and actually, download it. Then, then that'll be a thing that'll happen too. That'll be nice. I've been saying that since they said xCloud. I think that's actually the most important thing that xCloud can do is you play yep. your games right away mm-hmm. while we download the game. So Yeah, even if it's um, a lower quality yeah, than the one that you're cares. actually you downloading. Play it right like, away. Mm-hmm. While you I've wait. been hypothesizing. There's a couple of people out here uh, out on the internet, I think, just kind of saying like with the quick resume, which survives a reboot, by the way. So if that, you, you've really got your, cool. your game state kind of saved and if you power off and you come back on, what it's if like you it's unplug? That's what I, I think it's there. And I feel that's, like that's awesome. What I, think I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think if you unplug I, it. My hypothesis that we'll find out later, obviously, is if is that the game state is saved in the cloud, that the game exists is being played in the cloud. And that's how it's coming back down. That's how it's surviving the reboot. That'd be crazy. Otherwise, what I was the hell thinking is the as long as the as long as the like it's got to be stored like in RAM, like in memory. As long as the memory has power, it's just instantly there, and yeah. you just access it. Yeah, like, I would think if you have a hard shutdown, it would kill it because it'd be like non. It'd be in volatile RAM, not non-volatile RAM. Well, be because like, it's kind of like transit transitory data. Yeah, I was gonna say it's you're you're wiping the cache. You're like you're clearing right. any any yeah, exactly. You know that's one of the things I wanted to say, and maybe I reserve this for game tech. But you know, Devin's been talking a lot about this. Apparently, this came up. Me, he and I were, were trading words about it when I came up for air a couple uh, night for last about the PS5. Devin keeps bringing up the idea that game files will be. I don't know, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he always keeps bringing up the fact that devs have duplicate data. And that's mm-hmm. why these games are so big. I think it's a little misleading the way he says it because it makes it sound like there's like three or four versions of the same game on a disc, but that's not really the case. I've been looking into it. And the, the, what it is is, you know, with the hard disk drives, they've got to go find where your data is located. It's like seek time and it takes a few seconds, like, you know, every every transaction. So what they do is in certain instances where they're looking for data that's not readily available, like in the stream, they put it nearby so the seek time is faster. So if anybody's been listening to that for a while, I think Dev is right that we'll see more efficient game files, but I don't think we're going to see 
significant drop in game storage files. If anything, I think the new power and increased storage and game files are about to rocket up to a place we've never seen them before. Um, but especially this audio talk, audio files are big, man. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just something that we've been, I think this has been going like on the Stadia cast. We've had this conversation, he and I, for like seven episodes where he's like, plus they want to duplicate the game files. I'm like, I'm not exactly sure how, like, how much of that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it's there some, it's like it's a part of it. But yeah, SSDs will fix all of that too. Um, because everything with SSD, as I understand it, is just like instantly available. Like yeah. it just knows where it is across the entire thing. There is zero seek time. It's just like, yeah, it's right here. Which is, that's really cool. Exciting. Mm-hmm. It's an exciting time for sure. Now, before we end the show, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about? So, Sean, we were supposed that's to hang out last question. week. And <laughs> yeah. We could just yeah, keep like, going. I know, man. I was supposed to be in your house on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Sean and I, are, we're good pals, man. Like, I rearranged my entire basement. Sean and I Dang. were supposed to, uh, we were going to break out all the house party equipment and we were going to do live show. Yeah. Either Shaq or something. We were just going to have it right here. I, my green screen, look, it's right there. Dang. I moved everything out of the way. I was going to turn the desk and just point there, and we were set to go. And uh, all of this stuff happened. And uh, it sucks because I felt bad for Sean. Sean was like, I'm still coming. I was like, what do you mean you're still coming? He's like, well, we still have the class. I was like, dude, we've closed the entire city down. You can't get a <laughs> Isn't dinner. That crazy? You can't get That's- a drink. Don't come here. Mm-hmm. Stay I know. far away from here. That's how quickly and like how down to the wire it was, man. I'm like, I'm still coming. It was like, it was like maybe a couple hours after that, that they're like, you're not going anywhere. I was like, you've got like, a just, baby at home. Don't come yeah. here and go back. If I was Chelsea, yeah. I wouldn't let you in. Stay outside. <laughs> in the doghouse. <laughs> well, had I gone like, man, the whole like border thing changed around and like Tony Baker just came back from a trip and he's like, it can't go anywhere for 14 days. Do we get the plane today from France? I know a lot of people in the news have been talking about like there's a cruise ship in France. That cruise mm-hmm. ship, the, the people from the cruise flew here. We quarantined the whole plane. Test oh everything thing was going on all day long. Yeah. I think we released three of those people. Three people out of that plane of 300 got, like, got to leave. Nathan, why would you ever ask us if there's anything else we wanted to say <laughs> if you're actually trying to sh- shut down the show? Hey, I'm, I'm good to keep on going, but you know, we're all different <laughs> time zones here. I just want to make sure we're all good. I got nothing but rum in bed. Like, I got nothing. Nice. I, I want to play. So my thing is, Sean, June, I haven't man. played Ori since I played Ori while we were talking on the thing. Yeah, you got to beat it. And my issue with it is, you know, everybody's like, well, you've got some time, like, play Ori. It's like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, the way I play Ori, I don't want to play Ori for, like, I'm actually already upset that I it's gone this far since I've played it. I actually probably just restart the game. Start it over. Because I just want to sit down and just play it and beat it. Like, I, I'm not going to play Doom or Animal Crossing. I'm not going to play anything. Like, it's like, I just got to mm-hmm. sit down. Play Ori, learn all the things about Ori, do it, and then move on to something else. But uh, I did play it for about an hour and a half, Nathan. And uh, it was funny, Sean. I was on Sean's stream. I was just hanging out with him. It was my birthday. That's right. It was my mm-hmm. birthday. So it was my birthday, and I was playing with Sean, and I was like, all right, it's midnight. I'm going to play it a little bit. I'm going to boot it up. I'll, I'll run around for five minutes. Five minutes turned like 25 minutes turned like 45 minutes. It was like an hour and 30 minutes. I was like, yeah, I'm still playing Ori. Like, Donnie still- and I are like, man, we're like, we're gaming like it's like the old days, dude. Like, we're just like doing everything. We're making bad decisions, like staying up way too late playing some of these games. Like, we're playing like two in the, the morning. Like, you gotta go to work. Morning. Yeah, I got to go to work. Dude, like between Division and Ori, and now Doom is out. Like, there's a lot of great games that I'm are, so far that are happening i finished the manhunt with garrett bland um Ooh. on, on uh, and now we're into other stuff there i've got i'm playing doom on ps4 
it's just so grainy you know what i mean it's just like <laughs> you just oh my god what are this thing like four teraflops or something it's just embarrassing. <laughs> it's just embarrassing man like my daughter has more teraflops you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding it's fine that's but great. doom is great doom is actually is, oh i can't really wait good. to play it i can't yeah, wait to play i'm really so upset that i like i feel like if i don't play ori i never will so like i'm committed to playing it because i in time i'm like if, if i i'll never come back if well, I do like Animal Bleeding Crossing Edge. and Doom, I'll never make it back. You're gonna skip Bleeding Edge. That's on March 24th, by the way. It's in yeah, four days. That thing I launches. We, I we just time. did a whole monthly episode of the Xbox State of the M- Xbox Empire. Not I liked radars, it. dude. I it's liked fine. It. it was okay. Yeah, it's it's not something it I'm okay. gonna like. It was never gonna be something I was gonna be like into. I agree. I'm not into those fun. types of games. I thought it was fun. Like the couple rounds I played. Yeah, but, I liked I mean, it. It's not one of those things where it's like I don't. I'm not jonesing to play it. I would play with you guys. Like, I would play oh, if friends sure. were playing. But that's but the I only play time State, I would um, play. I want to play State of Decay with you instead, though. I downloaded it. I hear this yeah, juggernaut sh- thing is great. I don't I'm know if it is it. or not, but I'm going to find out eventually mm-hmm. after I beat Doom, Animal Crossing, and Ori. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this I hate this coronavirus. It's like, screwed. I had so <laughs> many grand plans. So many plans. Last weekend, I was supposed to have Ori beat. Like Saturday, Sunday, beat Ori, get to Doom, get to Animal Crossing, and I haven't even played Ori. God, we were supposed to be going to Disney this weekend. <sighs> yeah, that's a good. You should go, go, Nathan. It'd be great. Like, go, just rub elbows with everybody, just be packed in there. They're, they're closed. Oh, do they close? That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they closed down until at least April first at this point. But yeah, we were going to be heading out to Disney this weekend, and, but that's not happening. A lot of folks are really upset. They don't want to close. You know, like they're really like, in, like I don't know how it is your neck of the woods, but here. Oh, they're they're upset. Like I said, yeah. our stores and stuff, but not only are they upset, like they're bustling. They're packed. It looks like Black Friday out here this past week. And I went out to like, uh, I went to go get gas. There are people everywhere. I was like, yeah, they do. They just do not care. But I was also the town where the dude stabbed somebody with a wine bottle. So like, we're like. Was that, was that down there? It was my exact town, like across the street. <laughs> I was like, of course, over here in Bumpkin, Redneckville, somebody stabbed somebody over some water, like a bunch of idiots. And it was plenty of water. There was water everywhere. It was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But the question I have for you guys is, are you guys recording your your daily status updates so that way one, one day they will be collectibles that are found when somebody rummages through your house? Oh, that's a good idea. I could create like a little trail, like the story starts in the basement and it ends <laughs> other rooms of the house. I'm going to pretend like I'm coming up with a vaccine and then I get murdered in my house. Like you, you, you trial it and it goes horribly wrong. Yeah, but I'll try it on my dog. So first. Try it, like Link Done. does it, ends, ends dad. <laughs> oh no, I try it on myself. The mad scientist always tries it on himself first. Oh, it works true. on the dog, cures the dog, and he's like, obviously this will work on me. And then I turn into like Dr. Lizard or I don't know. Chelsea. Had I was thinking Lizard in my head too. Yeah. Wow. What's that about Chelsea? I said Chelsea had to, had to do what she had to do. She had that's to do what she had that's to do. the last note from, from the person that we didn't hear about in the entire time. It's just like this whole new. Yeah. We're off crazy. the rails, Nate. We're off the rails. We're, we are totally. <laughs> um, so final thoughts for me for this month is, is Series X is on the horizon. Um, there was there were some weird um, Thanksgiving 2020 uh, ads that went up on some of the actual Xbox websites. It wasn't some, right? I heard this from Sean, if I remember the quote right. It was <clears throat> everyone but America, right? I, I don't know. Everybody across the globe. It was like a global launch except for America. <laughs> 
<laughs> kind of makes you feel like it's not a coincidence. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Which I mean, is weird because it's like do they Europe, all have, Brazil. Nobody else has Thanksgiving. Austria. They don't have Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's why I'm saying it's really hard to believe it's a coincidence. <laughs> it, is, it is very odd, but somebody it was on the official site. Or somebody was just having fun and hacked the system. You know, it's one of those things. I feel like as much as I wanted that to be a thing, like, don't you think a date, like an actual, like, November, whatever the hell it would be, like, also Thanksgiving's very late in November. I want it earlier than that. I do too. Like that, but yeah, um, I mean, early November to me would always, that, that's like the Xbox timeline, like November 16th, 17th, somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah, you like 10 days out in front of Thanksgiving, <clears throat> Black Friday. Launch a day and date with Call of Duty and bring Call of Duty back home, baby. That's the thing. Those are the things September, that- September, like, let me get my box. Like, why do I have to wait for Black Friday? I'm going to give you the money anyway. So go ahead mm-hmm. and take it early. Like, <laughs> take it now. Yeah, and then, and then sell me games on Black Friday. Especially with- um, However, this is going to impact production. Sell as early as you can, so you're making time to sell more. Like, try to. You know what? Sell me by by the parts, man. If this thing is going to be expensive, like, let me buy the. So that's the what Nate, that's what you were talking about earlier with how they could really bring the price down. Yeah, like, let me we'll buy sell the you the let RAM. Me buy the box now. The tower. Summer's the case. This oh, mid-sized man. tower thing. Let me do that first. So it reminds me of like in July. You remember like last year, a year ago, where like the loot crate things become all the rage. It's like just oh, give yeah. us twenty five bucks a month, and every month we'll send you a piece. Yeah, <laughs> down. Just start clicking it together. Dude, that would be amazing. <laughs> Sean, where can folks find you? Uh, in hunker down in my Canadian basement, uh, or on the internet at twitter.com slash Sean Capri. I don't know why I give the whole URL. Um, or twitch.tv <laughs> slash Sean Capri. <laughs> Uh, on Tuesday and Thursday nights. And if you like uh, any of this nonsense, goodness gracious, uh, I have a much shorter version every week on the Xbox drive where I record an Xbox podcast uh, from my car with my good friend, Ryan Turford, the man on the moose. Um, That's on all podcast services, Google play, Spotify, all the rest, man. Thanks for having me on, by the way, this has been an amazing time. We went off the rails, but lots to catch up on when you have a monthly show, even though everything we talked about happened within like the last Last four and a half days. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you need to go off the rails. It's okay. But we're happy to have you on, obviously. Uh, Mr. Reese, where can folks find you? I, I'm not exactly sure how much you'll find me. Um, <laughs> you can find me in the Discord, psvg.blog slash Discord. Um, visit us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash psvg. Come support us, support the house show, support all the things. Um, I'm really hoping to be back on Nintendo Shack this week. It will depend on like what this week will become. Um, Sunday is like my first day off. So I'm hoping to podcast something Sunday and then I'm really hoping that I'll be able to make time and kind of be more around. But again, if this thing keeps going, I, I just don't know. I was really, really happy that I got to do this show with you guys tonight. I almost completely backed out of it because I was like, I don't know anything. I haven't played anything, but I'm actually really, really happy. I didn't. I had a lot of fun. Same. So Nathan, thanks for that last heave. Like, Hey, if you want to come join us, we're, we'll be here. Like, I really appreciate it. Cause I, I kind of feel like I needed it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I really need it. I just needed to hang out for a little bit. So it's been yeah. really, really good. But you can find me on uh, Twitter at Plan Nintendo. And you can find me on Twitter at Voiced by Nathan or Voice Ed by Nathan, as some have said. Um, and you can find the show at the Xbox Empire. You know, I didn't say it wrong this time, even though <laughs> Sean's here. <laughs> um, and of course, uh, everything PSVG is over at Twitter on PSVG, like uh, Donnie had mentioned as well. Um, gentlemen, thank you again for joining me this month. Donnie, do you have our PSVG patrons? I don't. Okay. I'm sorry, patrons. Uh, you know what? Thank you, 
Callow, Barry Cathcart, Egg Shin, Michael Masick, nice. uh, Devin Tyus, Kyle Heyman, Josh the Borboni, Bonesaw Borboni, Coach Mo. I want to say Benji, but I, don't, I think he quit like five months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Um, if I don't, you know what? I'll, I'll double up on Shaq or something. Forgive me, guys. I, I didn't. I've, I have nothing. I didn't. Come, I didn't know we were talking about the show. I don't have notes hey, of the show. I good. I, I turned on the, the webcam and I hit go. That's that's good. It was a nice off the cuff rendition. I, I liked it. You did more than I could do. So congratulations there. Um, so again, everybody, thank you for listening to this uh, <laughs> episode. We'll call it this. Something. This recording <laughs> of the State of the Xbox Empire for uh, what month is this now? This is March. 2020 uh the xbox empire has never been stronger or more powerful 